Good evening, GD Talking Sports. Monday, the second to last day in February, February twenty seventh, two thousand seventeen. GD Talking Sports drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Also, I'd love you to subscribe on iTunes. All right, Isaac. You know what? I'm gonna put you on hold now. Now, watch the last minute. I'm a, I apologize, Ryan. I only watched the last minute of the Nick game, but I had it on. I was watching Homeland. Very good episode. Last two have been very good. And a little bit of Jeopardy. These Knicks were up. I didn't think anything, and then I put it on. Carolina lost tonight. Kind of sucks. Ninety-two, ninety-one. The Knicks lose. Demar Derozan is thirty-seven. Actually. Courtney Lee hit a three-pointer, no, hit a hit a jumper to put him up one. No, it was a three. Wait a minute, it was a three. Put him up 91-90. Right, 91-90. I think it had a three. Well, for Carmelo, miss. Carmelo went nine for 26 tonight. But he did have 24 points. So they had a foul to give on DeRozan. DeRose was covering him tight. And he ended up letting DeRozan take the shot. DeRozan hits the shot. 37 points. They go down. Carmelo gets a good look. Some guys, commentators are saying he took it too soon. It looked like it went off the backboard. It looked like it might have been going in. Then he flung his headband, which I think never looks good on him. But that's just me. And they end up losing the game, 92-91. Knicks fall to 24-36. Toronto improves at 36-24. They had a third quarter where they had seven turnovers, outscored 23-14. That was pretty much... They were big. Another blown league. They were up by 10 at one point. Unbelievable. Bench only scored 15 points for the Knicks. Aaron Gomez is now the center because I read earlier that Joachim Noah is out for the year. Then I heard, read that they said they are going to hit three to four weeks. Yes, we will be re-evaluated in four, four to three, four weeks. Same knee he injured us in 2014, but this is a recent injury. So they're not saying it's from this. It's the same injury, but it's a recent injury. Interesting day for the Knicks. Noah's season could be over after 46 games, 5 points, 8.7 rebounds, 2.2 assists. I'm hoping it's over. I'd love Hernan Gomez to get more games because going into tonight, well, he was averaging over 10 a game, almost 10 rebounds. Tonight he had 8 points, 9 rebounds. Kylo Quinn, 4.6 rebounds. So combined, 12 points, 17 rebounds, 4 you know. Not a bad game. D-Rose had 16-8 in the first quarter. Courtney Lee had 16. I'll tell you, I don't, I know, I know Ryan would love them to go to the playoffs, but I don't want them going one round of the playoffs and getting swept. I just don't want it. And actually, it was interesting. Aaron Gomez was told by Carmelo, got some good advice. He said, just, just shoot. If you miss, you miss. If you make, you make. But that's basketball. He said, just play and enjoy it. And, you know, it helps with his confidence. And now he doesn't have to worry about that. Porzingis out again. Sprained ankle. Supposedly going to play Wednesday at Orlando. We shall see. 
and Brandon Jennings is no longer a Nick. They waived him, and Chasen Randall, who they had, they were hot on during the summer league. He's back with the team. He was let go by the Sixers. Averaged 5.3 points and almost an assist waived by the Sixers three days ago. Brandon Jennings, 8.6, five assists a game. Hornacek said it gives him a chance to hook up with a playoff team and showcase, hey, whatever. You know, he's only it was only a one-year, $5 million deal. Does this mean Ron Banker and uh, Ron Baker and Jason Randall will be getting more playing time? Also, Randall is expected to sign a partially guaranteed contract through 2017-2018 season with the Knicks. I liked him out of Stanford. Played the triangle under... Oh, man, I'm blanking. I'm the former former Stanford coach who was a dookie and a good dookie. It'll come to me later. Johnny Dawkins. He played under Johnny Dawkins at Stanford, who was let go. They loved him. Well, now he's back. Now, this is the thing, too. There is something called the... What's it called? It is called the stretch provision, which basically... You know, if a player is owed, say, $20 million over two seasons and gets waived, the team can stretch out the deal. So basically, the official salary cap ledger, it only comes out to $4 million a year for five seasons. Now, he, as I said, he's, he's owed $19.3 million in the 2019-2020 season. That's a lot, a lot of dinero. And, you know, he's got three years left. Listen, that body's breaking down. I, I can't believe that Phil Jackson gave him all that money. I, I just, it just perplexes me to no end. No end. Unbelievable, man. And Nick's 13th loss this season in games decided by five points or less. But they're not a good team. Come on. And I'd love to go, yeah, Yankees want youth movement this this past season. Nick should do the same. I really do. I really believe that's, that's a positive, right? They played tight tonight, but they still lost. You're 24 and 36. I said they had to go 19 and 6 the last 25. They're 1 and 2 so far. Which now means they have to go. Yeah, they already they already lost two games. They're going to lose four the rest of the way. It's not going to happen. They're not going. They played three games. That means they're going to go 19 and 4 the rest of the way. No, that's not happening. No, not, not happening at all. Hey, at least you're not the Nets. 16 straight losses. If they lose Wednesday at Sacramento's opening a new arena and Utah on Friday would tie the franchise record of 18 that they set in the final season in the Meadowlands, 2009-2010. That year they went 12-70, and 70, 146 winning percentage that season with seventh worst all-time. This year they're 155, only ninth worst. And the break is helping them integrate the new newcomers, K.J. McDaniels and Andrew Nicholson, which Andrew Nicholson's going to get a lot more playing time because... 36-year-old Luis Scola, the big man they brought in, was averaging a career-low 5.1 points per game and 3.9 rebounds. They waived him. Andrew Nicholson, you are going to get a lot more playing time. That's terrible. That's terrible. Come on. We all know that, right? We all know that. Now, Russell Westbrook had his 29th triple-double last night. 41 points, 11 rebounds, 11 assists. Anthony Davis and Boogie combined for 69 points. DeMarcus Cousins also got a technical 
actually picked up like three foul, two, three fouls in the first 80 seconds. He could get suspended because he's over the limit for technicals. He had 31 points, 10 rebounds, only in 22 minutes. He's got to get that temper under control. Westbrook had 21 in the fourth quarter. He shot 7 for 10 in the fourth. 7 for 19 in the first three. 66 career triple-double. Fourth triple-double in which he scored four, at least 40 points this season. Pelicans are 0-3 since Cousins came on, came to the New Orleans Pelicans. And Joel Embiid out with swelling and soreness in left knee. We'll have MRI today. Last play, January 27th. Not good. And Brandon Jennings could go to the Wizards. They have interest in him. Also, Kyle, Kyle Lowry did not play tonight. He is out four to five weeks. Could be back at the end of the regular season to play a few games, but we shall see. He'll definitely see it'll be back for the playoffs. Had surgery tomorrow to remove loose bodies from right wrist. That just sounds loose body. I, I had wrist surgery. Got a plate in there. That, I'll tell you, when that, that uh, painkillers wore off, oh my God, the most pain I think I ever had in my life. Ever. Warriors tonight. How about this? This is this is pretty amazing. 119-108 at Philly. KD has 27. Curry ties a league record 0 for 11 from 3. Golden State only improves to 50 and 9. 50 and 9. Philly falls at 22 and 37. And LeBron with strep throat. Hey, he only had 24 points, 10 rebounds. Kyrie Irving, 25, 9 assists, 102-95 over the Bucks today. Cavs 41 and 17, Bucks 26 and 32. And I know we're getting March Madness is coming. FDU's playing at Wagner Wednesday in the Northeastern Conference quarterfinals. I'm excited about that. Georgetown's second straight year will finish eighth or low in the Big East. There's some other teams I'm going to talk about 20 times. Georgetown, not one of them. Now, John Thompson III, 13 years at Georgetown, eight NCAA tournaments, one Final Four, 278 and 148 in 13 years. They will likely miss the postseason for the second year in a row, and they do have a talent, talent-laden team that should be in the tournament. Now, the last time Georgetown coach failed to win 20 games in back-to-back seasons was 2001-2003, and it cost Craig Escherich, who took over for John Thompson, his job. Would be the third missed NCAA tournament in the last four years. And this, is, this might be a harbinger of things to come. John Thompson III's name is not being announced at pregame instructions at the Verizon Center. Name not being announced. You're the head coach. Why is your name not being announced? Explain that to me. I don't know. Not good. I don't. Maybe his dad. I don't think his dad's gonna be able to save that job. Now Butler team could be playing in weekend, making that Sweet 16 weekend. In two straight games, they snapped Villanova's 48 game win streak at the Pavilion, and then they won at Xavier. And they have a junior star in Kellen. Martin, averaging over 23 and seven and a half rebounds in the two wins. He is a go-to scorer for Butler that they need and could be a big dividend come tournament time. And then you have number five, UCLA, seven straight win, seven straight wins, lead nation in points per game over 91, assist about 22, and only allowing 71 and a half points per game during the seven-game win streak, four below the season average. And this bodes well for the tournament. They held Arizona and Oregon to a combined 60 second half points in the wins against them. And remember, when you get to when you get to the tourney, you can't always outscore your opponents. You're gonna have to play some defense. And Providence could make their fourth straight NCAA bid. They lost Chris Dunn and Ben Bentel to the NBA and their position to finish fourth in the Big East. Doing some uh, good 
good work there. Also, the top five came out for women's college basketball. UConn finished is number one as usual. Baylor, two. Notre Dame, three. Maryland, four. And South Carolina, five. And the men's side, Gonzaga, dropped to fourth. It's Kansas, one. Villanova, two. UCLA, three. Gonzaga, four. North Carolina, five. Not for long. Oregon, six. Arizona, seven. Louisville, eight. Kentucky, nine. West Virginia, ten. Because North Carolina lost 53-43 at West Virginia. Number five, UNC lost to number 23, UVA. The 43 points are the lowest single-game total ever in the Roy Williams era. Not good. Kyle Guy led UVA with 17. Joel Berry, the second, 13 to lead UNC. UNC, fourth game this season with 23 or fewer points in the first half, 12 turnovers in the first half, and they scored four points the last 926 of the game. You're not going to win anything when you're scoring four points in the last basically 10 minutes of the second half. Nothing. They fall to 25 and 6, 13 and 4 in the ACC. UVA 29, 10 and 7 in the ACC. And UNC actually has a buy until the quarterfinals of the ACC tournament. And UConn women, how about this? 104 straight today, complete undefeated regular season, 29 and 0. 16 and 0 in the AAC. USF falls to 22 and 7, 11 and 5. 96-68 at South Florida. Nafisa Collier, career high, 39, 12 rebounds. Arianda Pujol, 16 to lead South Florida. Katie Lou Samuelson, 44th, I'm sorry, Connecticut female basketball players to pass 1,000 points career. She did an off-shooting night. Now, USF has played, again, I'm going to say, I always want to say Connecticut. USF has played Connecticut eight times. And the average margin of victory for each game by Connecticut, take a guess, 29 points. Hey, they only won by 28 tonight. 29 points. Now, they only beat Tulane four games ago by three. Since then, they've won by 45, 43, and 28. You think they're back on track? I think so. I think so. 29-0 and completed the regular season. How about that? Whew. Amazing. Now, how about a little baseball? A little baseball. You know, we got spring training going on. Starling Castro... Second baseman compares Gary Sanchez to Yadier Molina as one of the best-throwing catchers in Major League Baseball. That's high praise. And one of the guys who came over from the Cubs with Glaber Torres, left-handed hitting outfielder Bill McKinney, could be a major player in the future, hit a home run on Sunday in the 7-2 win yesterday over Toronto. 6-1-205, strong guy, a lot of power, hit 435, Home run five RBIs in the seven postseason games for Double A Trenton last year in the playoffs. They got high hopes for him. Now, Batances is going to be playing for Dominican Republic in the World, uh, World Baseball Classic. He reports Sunday. And I, this is interesting. Ronald Torres. Torres. The, the Yankees like his versatility in the infield. They also think he's athletic enough. They handle the outfield. Now, if you have a guy that can play all infield outfield positions, he's going to stick around for a while. Now, Starlin Castro, Girardi, now, last year's on-base percentage, 300. Only 45 combined baseball balls last two years. Never walked more than 36 times in a season. He had his best 
on base percentage. 347 came as a rookie in 2010. But Girardi says he had a lot of clutch hits last year for the team, but he does want him to get on base more. He's going to have to do it. There's a lot of guys chomping at the bit to get up to play with the Yankees. And I love this. Tim Tebow. I've had so much fun training, pursuing it, getting hits, striking out, whatever. All right, good for you. He focuses on what he can control, enjoying process of improving as a player. Hopefully, I'll have a chance to play in the major someday. Good for you, Timmy. Good for you, Timmy. I wish you the best. And this is interesting. Major League Baseball considering a new baseball with a stickier cover so foreign substance rule can be enforced via Yahoo. I got this from Yahoo. Hey, cheating is not right at all. I say clean this stuff up. Clean it up now. Now, you know how we go crazy getting excited about a guy now. I just thought about Mitch Trubisky. Only played 13 games of pro. I remember when the Jets went after Sanchez. He had that great Rose Bowl MVP. Had a great season. And I was so psyched. I was like, oh man, this is going to be awesome. And it didn't pan out. Well, I still remember Trubisky made that terrible pick six in the Sun Bowl versus Stanford. And I read somewhere about that today saying how, oh, Mike Mayock said how, you know, he made some great passes in the game, but then he threw that pick six, which never should happen. And that's what you're you're judging a, a guy on is only like 13 games. And then I think about Stephen Hill. Remember him? Do you remember Stephen Hill? Georgia Tech wide receiver, 2012. 49 catches in college. Then he goes to the combine and he gets a 430 and a 431 in the 40-yard dash. Now the Jets trade at second, fifth, and seventh to move up to take Hill the second round. Hill had a great NFL career. 45 NFL passes caught, and he's out of the league already. Wow. Beware the combine. Beware getting so excited about people, about falling in love. And they're also trying to shop Sheldon Richardson for a first-round pick. That's not going to happen. Also, he's on the books for over $8 million this year. But if they want to get rid of him, you know, he's, he's, he's a handful. And JPP for the Giants? Franchise tag on him worth about $17 million. He says he doesn't want to take the franchise tag again, but I don't know why I turned down $17 million to play one season. Uh, maybe I'm playing the wrong thing. Now, Mike Mayock says edge rushers. Last year, they would have gone in the... That went in the... That went in the... That would have went in the second round. This year would gone... I'm getting it confused again. Fourth round this year, you could have would have seen them as a second rounder last year. Much more quality this year. Also, cornerbacks and safeties. Best in 10 years at least, he said. Running back, tight ends, and wide receivers are good too. Hey, there's some guys you can get this year. And you can get them in the fourth, fifth round too. And Deshaun Watson, he said 28-2 as a starter. Now now he says when, but when the post-snap is different than the pre-snap, he struggles. But hey, I believe something he can work on. And he's a hard worker. He's shown what he can do. Won the big game. Hey, beat Alabama. I don't know why you don't give him a chance now. Mayock loves a guy out of Villanova. Tono Passigno. He's the son of a chemist from Uganda and an economist from Ivory Coast. 21 tackles for loss in Division I AA last year for Nova. Raw, but played really well at the Senior Bowl. Tono Passigno. I say give him a shot. And he, J.J. Watt compares a lot. Well, he's got, I'm sorry, J.J. Watt's brother, T.J. Watt, Wisconsin linebacker, could sneak into the first round. Mayock says he's like the Tasmanian devil, nonstop motor, kind of like a Clay Matthews type. 
he feels he'll be an edge rusher that will fit into a 3-4 system, can drop back in coverage. 15.5 tackles for loss last year. 11.5 sacks led the Big Ten last year. And he also said something interesting that I, I read, that the NFL is going big, very athletic guys. These were safeties who may play linebacker, now thinking of safeties who might be able to play cornerback. This is, I mean, cat, these are big guys now they think that'll be able to cover all these fast wide receivers, and that's what they're looking for. Big, fa- I mean, the game's changing. They're just getting bigger and faster. And Chad Kelly and Joe Mixon could help some teams out next year. Hey, look, Tyreek Hill fell to the fifth round. KC last year, he had a pretty good year. I know he had some off-the-field issues, but Joe Mixon, they said, is definitely a first-round talent. And Chad Kelly, man, when I watch him play, he just has it. I think that's a guy to go after. And I read something. Bama's linebacker, Reuben Foster, when he was 18 months old, his mom was holding him, and his father shot the mom in the back multiple times. And one of the bullets hit Reuben. Mom didn't tell him until he was five years old. I'm just like, wow. I wonder, you know, things I say I went through. And then you read stuff like this, you're like, wow. Nothing. Life's been easy for me. And Nick Mangold, per pro football focus, didn't allow a sack in the last 33 games. He could have an Alex Mack-type impact. Hey, look what he did for the Falcons to win the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, everybody leaves the Jets. Our shit turns to another team's gold. That's all I got to tell you. Nick Mangold, I hope things work out for you. You deserve it. And Bears, unlikely to use franchise tag on wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey for a second straight year, allowing him to become free agent. Hey, Jets. Now, he's a second-round pick 2012 out of South Carolina. 13 career, 100-yard games. Made almost fourteen. Or made over $14.5 million last year. Only 52 catches, 821, two touchdowns in 12 games. Four-game suspension for PEDs. But listen to this. Three different quarterbacks, Jay Cutler, Brian Hoyer, and Matt Barkley. But listen to this. In 2013, 2014, 174 catches, over 2,500 yards, 17 touchdowns. 2015 missed seven games due to injuries. If he comes back to the player he was, you know what? He's a younger. Hey, you know what? I would love him. Get rid of Brandon. Bring in, bring in Jeffrey. Let's get the Jets some. Hey, we don't have a quarterback yet, but what are we going to do? Browns 4-33 and since Thanksgiving 2014. They have a plethora of draft picks this year. I think Eight draft picks in the first... Is it eight in the first 50? It's a lot. No, that, that'd be too much. That'd be one every seven. They do have a lot of draft picks this year. And high draft picks. We shall see what the Browns do with them. They, they said they might train them for Garoppolo. We shall see. Still early. And let me ask you a question. For the Cardinals, you got a 38-year-old quarterback starter in Carson Palmer. Now, you, you love throwing the deep ball. Jay Cutler throws a great deep ball. Wouldn't you rather have him backing up Palmer than Drew Stanton and they also put a franchise tag on Chandler Jones I read now he'll make any somewhere between 14.6 million and 15.2 million million. that's a lot of money and also Jamal Charles could be on the blocks trade blocks last 41 games one 100 yard game averaging over 5.5 yards per game over 7200 yards rushing in his career with the Chiefs now, the last two years, he's played eight games and missed 27 due to injury. Opening day is going to be 30 years, eight months, but I mean, he catches the ball out of the backfield. He runs the ball well. Also, they're trying to wrap up a deal with safety Eric Berry before Wednesday franchise tag deadline. But I love Jamal Charles. I love watching him play, and he kind of like takes his time. Now, another guy should be watching out, watching his back, is uh, Blake Bortles. Tom Coughlin? Yeah, he's not going to put up with that shit. 
He leads the NFL in turnovers the last three years. 72, 51 interceptions, 21 lost fumbles, 11 and 34 in his last 45, in his 45 starts, 24 turnovers a year for the last three years. Average, in the last five years, the Jags averaged 3.4 wins per season. He's going to his fourth year as a starter. It's like make it or break it or you're done. And I thought this blew me. Sam Farmer from the LA Times. The site for the new Ram Stadium is three acres larger than the University of Oregon campus. Three acres larger. That is a big, big, big place, right? And compensatory picks, most since 94. Baltimore, 48, two Super Bowl wins during that time. Then Green Bay, 38, two Super Bowls. Dallas, 37, one Super Bowl. New England, 34, five Super Bowls. And the Rams, St. Louis and L.A., 33, one Super Bowl. But how about that? Ozzie Newsom making it happen. 48 compensatory picks. But they don't want to pay the guys the money. They said, hey, we'll get a guy, in a compensatory pick. And hey, and I thought this was interesting. Seahawks, no picks between 1 and 25, 5 through 26 and 106, and then no picks 107 to 209. Five picks between 20. All right. Hey, Seahawks always seem to make those picks work. And the Steelers, exclusive franchise tag on Le'Veon Bell, worth $12.2 million to him this year. And Antonio Brown, new, new contract, I've heard four years, $68 million, or five seventy-two point seven one million. Different reports, the highest paid receiver now in football. How about that? He's a hell of a receiver, man. I know the Facebook stuff is ridiculous, but pretty damn good. And Dan Mullen, Mississippi State, four-year contract extension through 2021, $4.5 million this year. He went six and seven last year, but he hey six and one forty two in eight years in Mississippi State and five and two in bowl games. Took him to the Orange Bowl in two thousand fourteen. And hey, Donald Trump, maybe you should think about this. USA bid to host two thousand twenty six World Cup will be damaged by Trump's travel ban, says UEFA president. And I think Trump might think twice about this because you know Trump likes money. We shall see. And, hey, I didn't get to this yesterday. Kurt Busch wins Daytona 500. First win there. Finished uh, third, second, three times. Last lap. Made a pass. Wins race. He said he threw caution to the win and let it rip. Ryan Blaney went second. Chase Elliott, who led 38 laps and was a pole, had the pole, ran out of gas with two laps to go. Danica Patrick was actually in a big crash over 15 cars. I think like 17, 18 cars. Her and Dell Jr. She was, he he was leading at one point, and she was in fifth place. I was pushing. I was I was rooting for. Her, I really was. And Tiger Jack Nicholas, he's 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 concerned. He's he says your current status. He says it's pu- a little puzzling. He says he doesn't know where he is and where his mind is. You know, Mister Nicholas, I feel the same way. I just don't know where. I don't know where his head is lately. And Deontay Wilder, I haven't heard any. You know, I don't know after that brawl in the streets. After his fight, now he wants Joseph Parker. He's the WBO heavyweight champ, New Zealand, 25 years old, 22-0, 18 KOs. He's going to be fighting England's Huey Fury, who's 20-0 with 10 KOs on May 6th in Auckland, New Zealand. He is from New Zealand, Joseph Parker. I saw him. Looks like a big guy. I'm not impressed with that. That's who Deontay Wilder wants to fight next. I guess we'll see, right? I guess we'll see. All right. Now.
said, heavy storms have turned Padres Petco Park into a pond. Yeah, my cousin out of California said it's overflowing. And they said once the snow melts, it's going to be even more. Wow, yeah. It is a swamp. Oof. That's kind of gross. Yeah, there's, wow, that's a lot of rain. Whew, a lot of rain. All right, now, and I just saw this. You know, you always, New York City, which spends about 400000 a day on hotel rooms for the homeless, has plans to open 90 new shelters. $400,000 a day. A lot, of, a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. All right, now we have some trivia questions for today. Let's do, let's do the... All right, last show. Trivia question. Who was the last running back to lead the NFL in rushing in back-to-back seasons? Well, Damian Tomlinson. Ran for 1815 in 2006 and 1474 in 2007. Who was the last... Okay, tonight's trivia question. Who was the last Cowboy to lead the NFL in rushing in back-to-back seasons? I think he says, hey, I got trivia pursuit tonight. The question was... What was the question? It was about... Uh, Oh, Shangri-La was renamed what in Maryland? And it was Camp David. I got Camp David. I'm not saying the question right, but okay. So tonight's question, who was the last Cowboy to lead the NFL in rushing in back-to-back seasons? Last Cowboy to lead the NFL in rushing in back-to-back seasons. Folks, hey, the Knicks lost. They'll be back Wednesday. The Nets. And we got my, we got uh, spring training. Some There's going to be some guys with franchise tags. The Combine starting later this week. And, hey, college basketball tournaments to decide who's going to go to the tournament. Conference tournaments. March Madness. Hey, one more day in February. Enjoy it while you can, folks. Peace out. Have a good night.